on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Thursday, March 23rd. LA Galaxy, get their left back. We're going to talk to you about Julian Aude, when you can possibly see him, when he'll be arriving here in the United States, and some things that Greg Vanny had to say about the young left back. Not a surprise. You knew he was coming, but still, we want to talk about all the details, get you going for that. All right, we're also going to get you ready for the game against Portland coming up. Uh, talk a little standings as well, maybe a little bit of... Uh, schedule in there and so we'll try to fit some stuff in as the galaxy have the early game on saturday against the portland timbers we'll get you ready for that we only had to try to start the show three times and eric spilled himself spilled something on himself already but let's welcome to the show mr eric the portuguese hammer how's it going bud you know i wore my corner of the galaxy merch right brought my own beverage to the, to the stadium here and and i still spilled it on myself so that's what i get we restart things Bad internet. Kids won't go to bed. You know, what are, what are you going to do? I was going to say, there is a there's greater... tornadoes in California. Yeah, Montebello. I hope nobody was in Montebello. It looked it, it, it was a real tornado and everything. It was a real deal, yeah. Yeah, yeah you would know, Eric, because you see those. They're right around <laughs> your place. It's old news. Yeah, uh, yeah I was going to say, it, it, I, there's a greater than 80% chance my son will barge in here at some point and decide to uh, make his uh, Corner of the Galaxy debut because uh, that dude does not want to go to bed tonight. So <laughs> just letting you know, he already broke in during our, our like warm up in between, you know. So, oh, yeah, um, he, he's... Yeah, he's he's quite the personality. So I got I got to stay on my toes to keep my spot here. Yeah, he he will. He's got. Hopefully, he'll replace me. Maybe by next week. That would be great. Nice. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Somebody said uh, they said you have a sippy cup hammer. Do you need a sippy cup over there? You yeah. <laughs> the sad thing is, I do. It has a lid, and I you know you left the lid open. It still still spills. I understand. Can't take me anywhere. How are you doing, sir? Uh, doing good. It's been a while. I think last time that I was supposed to be on. Uh, I had a, a tornado watch, yeah. a storm watch, <laughs> and I, I haven't been on since. Uh, you know, you got relegated. the galaxy have you know had their their you know flamboyant start to the season, <laughs> going uh, with their two points that they have to show for it. So excited to be back on, kind of hopefully, you know, break break the curse and get things pointing in the right direction. Because right now I, I haven't been impressed from what I've seen what, what, from the I, galaxy this I, season. Let, let's take a second. Let's go back just for a second. Get your view on uh, the Vancouver game. Uh, I've said it's their best game this season by far. I just don't think that that's like saying dramatically much, right? Like, oh, absolutely their best game. But they've been pretty horrible through the first, you know, two of those games. And this one was just better. <laughs> yeah, the best of the worst. I, I'm right there with you. you. You can say it's the best game that they've had and you could still be underwhelmed and kind of disappointed with the result and the performance. I think 
through the course of the season. And it's kind of interesting, you know, Ricky Pooja is someone who, you know, we were so excited to kind of say, well, look what he did in the last 10 games. Watch, watch out for when he has a full season. And through these first three games, I just, I, I feel like he's been underwhelming. And that's not to say that he almost had, he's, I, he's been the galaxy's best player. Probably if you look at all the passes and, and shots created and you look at the stats, but it, the class shows through, but it just feels like he's trying to, you know, play hero ball, take a little bit too much on his own. And then he's, he's trying too much on his own. And then he has care, careless giveaways in the final third, passing up, you know, opportunities to kind of feed his, his teammates and dish things out. So I, I've been kind of, you know, a little down on Ricky. I expected more. And part of that is because of his expectations that he had uh, coming in. So it, it's kind of a weird thing because I'm talking out of two sides of my mouth, which is my specialty, which is Ricky is, a, you know, very obviously the most talented player on the pitch, but he's still not living up to that MVP caliber performance that I think the LA galaxy fans have expected to see. I I think it's tough. I mean, you're, I think you're right that he is trying to do a lot himself, right? That makes sense. Um, but also I think he has to do all of it by himself. He had no wingers through the first two games. That's fair. He finally got a winger, uh, with, with Tyler Boyd and got better. I thought the second half for Ricky was, was a good second half. Um, he was finally dodging tackles. He was finally spraying balls out wide. He was getting the ball. He was distributing. He was being dangerous. They had a couple of chances up through the middle, um, that I really liked sort of quick combinations. He was involved. Brugman was involved. I think Raheem Edwards is in there involved as well. So, um, yeah, you can, you can sort of feel that there was, there's something happening and maybe he's getting on track, but yeah, through the first two games, no, he was, he yeah. was not an MVP. He wasn't even a good player on the LA galaxy. Yeah. And it's interesting because you mentioned their, their build up through the middle, which with no wings, you kind of have to build up through the middle. But when you look at their, their passing network and the possession that they've had, you know, their the last season, and I made this joke on Twitter and I'll make it again, is that the 2022 LA Galaxy, I felt, was a counterattacking team that was cosplaying as a possession team. Right. The 23, 2023 LA Galaxy is a possession team, but they don't have any meaningful possession. So just to talk shop a little bit about, uh, you know, what I do for my work, a lot of talk in education and math right now is you have to give the students struggle time. You know, they need to struggle and kind of come to their own conclusions and figure things out. But there's that term productive struggle like they have to know what they're doing if they don't know what the multiplication symbol means then you're not just going to let them struggle like there needs to be some purpose there and i see the same thing with the galaxy possession is great but when you look at they're only passing it in the center circle like at some point you need to make those darting runs you need to you know you know put in some crosses that are going to find some feet or make those runs up the middle where you're going to have the give and goes and make those connecting passes and they're not making those final connections you can have you can pass it all day long with those short little, you know, passes from your center back, uh, you know, to your defensive mid, but where you're going to get your bang for your buck is that pass in the final third. And that's the part that they've been lacking. They don't have that meaningful possession. They have a lot of possession, but not a lot of it is meaningful. And even if they do get a counterattack, which I still think that they can be deadly on, they don't have any speed to sort of lead that counterattack out. So it usually fizzles. The guy is making everybody's running into the center of the box. You know, that's my yeah. favorite thing is three guys all running to the center of the box. It's like, please start on the outside and work your way in, please. For the love of God, Dayon Jovalich. <laughs> Just take like 30 steps to the right and then make all your runs from that angle. Um, yeah, that's that's where you really appreciate someone like Chicharito because he's, you know, doesn't have the burst of speed, doesn't have the one on one technical skill, but he knows where to stand and where to attack, where to faint and then go in the other direction. Chicharito, that that's his bread and butter. And that's that they're missing a guy like that right now. 
We're getting you ready for the uh, Portland Timbers game coming up this week in LA Galaxy at Portland Timbers. Galaxy took off for Portland this afternoon. Actually, no, excuse me. They're leaving tomorrow afternoon. So it's Friday after training is whenever they will be leaving. So they will train in the a.m. and then fly up in the p.m. And then they have the early game. That's right. The early game. So the 1.30 p.m. time only game kicking off at 1.30 um, across all time zones. So they will be the only game. This game is on Fox. So it's free that way. It's also on Apple TV free. Right. So you don't have to have MLS season pass. So if I see even one of you <laughs> complaining, I don't have it's so nice of MLS to put it behind a paywall and I can't watch it. OK, I'm so sick of it because I literally got three complaints last weekend about that. And it was free inside of the Apple TV. You didn't even have to have Apple TV like Apple TV plus just Apple TV. You could get in and you could watch that game. So just yes. Yeah, I was going to say my, I was able to get my, my father who's of retirement age to watch the Portugal uh, Lichtenstein game today, you know, th- via a phone call and via text, he was able to figure out how to get that game on Fubo Sports. So if he can figure out how to get that game, and that was that involved passwords and logging in, right? If he can figure it out, you can figure out how to get the free games on Apple TV. In addition to this being the FS1, that's kind of the joke, and, and I don't know if I've made this since I haven't been on in a while, but that 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 cry that you see on the internet is, what about the casuals? How are the casuals ever going to be able to follow MLS? You can still follow like there's plenty of free games. There's, there's plenty, plenty of, of free games that are posted. There's plenty of ways for you to follow. If you want to follow it, don't not follow it and say, well, it's behind a paywall. I guess I can't see anything. No, if you, if you, if, if you wanted to, he would, that's kind of the right. famous thing that's going around right, right now. E- but yeah, if you, if you wanted to follow MLS, you can follow MLS. You e- don't need to have the Apple subscription. It helps. It makes it a lot easier. You get all the bonus content, the recap shows, all the little, the little kind of bells and whistles that come along with it. It's really nice for the diehards, but if you're a casual, you, you still have access to it. You're not, you're not in the dark. Uh, East super is about to get banned from the, from the chat room. I'm just telling you <laughs> oh, right no. now. Yeah. Two little games on other networks though. Oh yeah. It's cause it's really hard to find where all these games are. They're uh, li- literally all we've ever asked for was the ability to find games on a consistent basis on places and not have seven different channels and three different ESPNs and four different Foxes and TUDN Univision. Where is it? I don't know. <laughs> and Mas? and uh, yeah, and I am Ocho? And, and let's be very, very clear. I am, I am, I am in the know whenever it comes to games. I know where they're supposed to be. And sometimes I was like, where are they? I need to find this. How do I listen to this? Can I listen to it in English? Can I do all this stuff? It's easy now. It's super easy now. Um, and so that's the point. And it's on Fox. It's on Big Fox, by the way, I should point out. Big Fox. So this is oh, over the I, air TV Fox. Good stuff. So, yeah. well, at that time of the day, that makes sense. Here, here's my one gripe. Yes. I, I was told you're blocked that, you know, kickoff times were going to be <clears throat> at the kickoff times. And Did that hasn't it? been the case. Did yeah. You see it? I mean, this, because it's an FS one game, I figured this was par for the course, but even the Apple kickoff times, that is not the They're, kickoff times. Apple's nine say. minutes there's, behind. Yeah. yeah there's yeah. a, there's a lead in time. So you still have to do that legwork of figuring out when is actual kickoff. It's not, you know, seven 30 or, or, or whatever time they say it is. There's, there's a little building around that minor thing, but that's just something, uh, something that, I told was going to was going to happen. And that's that's not the case. Yeah. uh, This one in particular uh, for the Fox show uh, about 25 minute lead in. So your game, although it says 130 p.m., does will not kick off until 155 p.m. So five minutes before the top of the hour there is when it's going to happen. So whenever you get ready for this game, just know you're not going to really watch anything till two. Okay. yeah, you're going to get to see, you know, Stu Holden in a broom closet with whatever tarp 
they've invested in, uh, you know, for this season you, to have their 25 oh, minute pre-show. <laughs> man, it, it doesn't look great for them. Um, the other part of that is that Taylor Twelman and, and, uh, is it, uh, Jake Zildjian, I think is, are, are on the call on yes, the Apple they're the, side. The 18. Yeah. We yeah. get the 18 from yeah. this game. So, um, so Taylor, and so that, that'll be that. Um, there is, if you want to remember Joe Tatino will be doing every away game. He just does it on the YouTube channel. So if you want to get out there, get your YouTube fired up, try to sync that baby up, do a little pause, little play, a little pause little play you could get that going um and you could find it and the apple tv remote actually if you have an apple tv makes it kind of easy to try to like dial that in i haven't tried it um i tried I it tried it last game it worked out really well i okay. didn't experience any delay and uh with no disrespect to joe Tatino, even though this is going to be a respectful comment to him i tried listening to the apple broadcast team like i'm not going to jump straight to joe like i got the apple package i'm going to try the apple team and I, I, I switched to Joe pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I need Joe for this game. I, I can't, you know, <laughs> it turned it. Now I'm turning it into no disrespect to the Apple team, but it, it, Joe is the way to go. If, if you, if you've been an LA galaxy diehard and you have that option, it's, you know, it, it's like a warm blanket, but you know, listening to Joe, it is, uh, let's talk about Julian Aude, right? Because this was the, the big news. Now, this is something you knew listening on this podcast. The good thing about you guys in the podcast is you usually know when things are going to happen. Uh, we're usually not surprised. We may be surprised when they actually announce it. Um, but it's one of those that we've been telling you that this seems like it's going across the finish line. Julian Aude, uh, 19 year old from uh, Lanus, uh, Greg Vanny talking about him today. Really interesting. Greg Vanny says, I've been following him for a couple of years because I was following the guy who was in front of him. And then he got traded to a different team and I wanted them for one of my teams. I don't know if that was Toronto years or galaxy years. Right. But Vandy basically saying, I've been watching this team and watching this player. And this is one of the guys that I sort of had my eye on 19 years old, almost six feet tall. That's something because the LA galaxy, if you've uh, watched anything there, Erica have little tiny outside backs most of the time. <laughs> uh, and yeah. the back line isn't the most gigantic ever in the history. Although I think uh, Martin Caceres is, is a big guy. So he takes up a lot of room. Jalen Neal's t- is taller than, than I think me yeah. so i think Caceres he, plays big and yeah. neil neil is tall yeah probably could still add a little more, more to the frame but yeah he, he's not a small guy yeah it, it doesn't he, it doesn't see that way but the outside backs vanny sort of made a a, a a a note and saying you know it's rare that you get sort of a six foot tall outside back guy who has a lot of speed and a lot of agility so he's not overly tall where he's going to be lanky and and sort of uh you know uh, what was it a clumsy on his feet that types of thing yeah. he, he seems if you watch any of the highlights to be a very smooth runner he's polished he yeah. plays like an argentine player yeah. he does he does he plays <laughs> yeah, with he, he plays just, with a nice little flair now of course that's yeah. from the highlights i want to watch what happens whenever he gets stripped of the ball and he has to run and run well, back and all that fun stuff well and and credit to the la galaxy and par- par- partially because i think he has one goal in his career it's not like he has tons of goals but my favorite thing is when they sign a defender and it's all you know, highlights of goals that they've scored, but they had some pretty, pretty sweet, uh, defensive highlights, him yeah. goal line saves and, mm-hmm. you know, tackles and, you know, tackles that, you know, created a transition. So Passes, a- actual yeah. legit defensive highlights yeah. for, so kudos to the LA galaxy team. who put that together. The other part of this that we definitely have to mention is the LA galaxy are getting another Disney character. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> him and Ricky could be in like an, their Disney's next animated series. Uh, looks like a good guy. Looks like he's going to be fun. Once he gets in Greg Vanny said today, seven to eight days, um, you know, that's totally a guess. And he, he knows it too, right? He's sort of like, we're at the, you know, basically we have to pay attention to what they're telling us. We have to answer. We've already had a couple days under our belt. So we're hopeful that it's about seven to eight days from now. That was of today, uh, before they sort of left. So 
this is, you know, I think in seven to eight days, you could see him another week or so. So figure two and a half weeks and he's probably available to actually play. Yeah. That's my guess. I, I, I wanted to go back and look at when they technically signed Caligari because I think they, they fed us the same thing. Oh, you know, seven to 10 days and it should be done. But it's been, I think it's been two or three weeks yeah. since Caligari was signed. He was, was he signed before the Rose Bowl? Was he, made official? Maybe. I can't remember. I can, I can look it up so on, my, on my stuff. We're going on about a month of, uh, you know, before he's actually going to see some on the field things. So again, if, if it stays within track, you're thinking three weeks to a month, right. you know, if you do the, the Vanny, uh, currency translation, seven to eight days, you know, it's dog years, you that's know, right. three times that. That's right. Exactly. That's, a, that's how it works in any government office in any country. <laughs> anything's different. Uh, Patrick with the $10 super chat says COG, the hardest working show in, uh, in show business, y'all are soldiers. Uh, sometimes wow. we feel that way, Patrick. Today was one of those days. Yeah. Salute to you. I sir. was like, some days you feel like that today. I, I don't feel like I'm in show business nor in military. So soldiers in show business, you know, but the super chat is appreciated nonetheless. Uh, by the way, I should say we have a fairly open show in terms of if you want a an actual topic to be discussed tonight, we more than happy to jump on it. Uh, super chat of one dollar gets you in that and we will we will switch topics and, you know, for at <laughs> now least Patrick's a little like, man, I could have gotten, yeah. gotten the shout out for a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. No, Patrick. Patrick's always around. Patrick's a, 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 a beast in the chat. Yeah. Um, it's it's the again a fairly open show just because we have these different things. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about Iowa. Here's the big deal, uh, uh, which I want to say, haha, told you so to so many people. Um, the LA Galaxy. I know, isn't it nice whenever I get petty? It's like, hey, we don't we don't have a lot of the show, but what we do have yeah, time for yeah, a victory lap. A victory lap. Anyone, Let me tell all you, all the haters. Yeah, uh, there is always a lot of hate, and there's always a lot of concern from Galaxy fans about international slots. Right? There's always like, oh, well, nobody's going to give them to the Galaxy because they don't want to see the Galaxy succeed. Why would they do such a thing? And they're going to just charge. They know we don't have it. We can't get anybody in the summertime, so they're going to charge us more right now. And Thanks for playing. No, that's not what happens because there are market forces at work here, folks. People have international slots they're not going to use. And so therefore, they would rather get some money instead of zero money. So if you're the LA Galaxy, if you're Jovan Karofsky, if you're Greg Vanny, you pick up the phone, you call all these GMs, you're like, hey, I need an international slot. How much are you going to charge me? And they're like, well, I'm going to charge you $300,000. So like, thank you very much. Call up the next guy. How much are you going to charge me? Well, I'm going to charge you $200,000. All right, thank you. Pick up the next phone. Hey, Seattle, how much are you going to charge us for this? $150,000. Okay, we'll take the $150,000. But listen, let's split that in half. Let's pay some now and some later, and then we'll call it good, right? So for everybody who was concerned about international slots, right? And I'm not saying that you're going to get them for $150,000 anytime, but $150,000 is a absolutely perfect that's a, price. That's a good price. That's a really good price for an international slot. We've seen them pay a lot more for that in the past. And I think that's why, you know, to, to take the side of anyone who was going on the other side of the other side of the argument, it's the galaxy have, we felt like paid more for international slots than maybe some transfer fees and some, you know, some, teams were able to get players for what less than what we paid for an international slot. So I, I understand the trepidation, but we also have to think single entity. Like if, if we, some of this young Argentine player with a pedigree, who's going to be good for the league and is going right. to progress, you know, one of their marquee teams, you know, part of me wants to put the, the tinfoil hat and say single entity is going to make sure that, you know, let's find a buyer for the LA galaxy and let's make sure that we can get them in an international slot that, you know, they're, they're, they're going to find ways to make this work. But to your point with 29 teams, you know, not all of them using all those international slots, right. someone's going to have one available 
you know, at, at a somewhat reasonable price at some point. And even if they paid more, the Galaxy would have been willing to pay more, I'm sure, um, if they had to. But, you know, with 29 teams, I'm sure the price worked itself out. 232 international slots across all of MLS, right? You can't, they cannot be deleted or created. They are, they are one hole of 232. Everybody starts with eight and then you can trade them in that year, but only for that year. You would have to go and do something next year in order to get another one or, or that type of thing. The best part is 75,000 in, in general allocation money this year, 75,000 in general allocation money next year. Somebody said, uh, let's see. Yeah, so, Mr. Provino, yeah, shout yeah. it out. <laughs> we, are, we, we are paying more for Cabral right now than we paid for the international slot by like a lot more. I mean, you know, uh, Cabral was making how many millions of dollars was that one? What, like, what was his salary? I'm trying to remember what his salary is. Somebody remember, but the Galaxy are basically was it one point six? I think it, it may have been one point like six. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the Galaxy are paying for half of that. So, you know, eight hundred something thousand dollars. Now it's non cap. It, it looks like it's outside the cap. So it doesn't really matter, except that that's real money that is actually getting yeah, paid. So <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> that's that's I, the funny thing is like. It, it's MLS funny money, but like that money goes into Kevin Cabral's bank account. So it's real money somewhere. You yeah. Know? So it, it gets cash. It floats somewhere. So, yeah. you know, I don't know if he, he hopefully he's not banking with Silicon Valley Bank, but, you know, hopefully that ends up those checks clear. But, you know, it's, it's real money somewhere along the line. Did you see the line about Zlatan when the last time he cried was? Did you see that? Somebody that the, the tweet was no, the last time. Do you mean Zava or do you mean Zlatan? Zava. Yeah, I know. Don't don't ruin it for me. I have not watched. <laughs> it's Ted a light Lasso. spoiler. It's a light spoiler. I, I won't ruin the show. I have not watched Ted Lasso. I'm waiting to binge because I am an impatient human being and I would like to keep watching and just get a, a, involved and absorbed by it and then watch the whole thing at once. That's what I want to do. Yeah, fair enough. I was actually since we have an open show, let's go into it. Ted Lasso. Uh, my brother was kind of saying the same thing. Is this, you know, did they hit the ground running or is this one where it's going to be a slow build? And I will say if you're, if you're going the Josh Guessman route, the season is going to slowly build up to it. Like they haven't had any bangers of the episode. Right. You could tell they're just planting the seeds right now and it's kind of building up to it. And there's a, you know, a familiar face, a character that's modeled after a familiar face. If you've been an LA galaxy fan in recent years, which we gave it away. It's, it's, it's a Zlatan lookalike. Right. Uh, and, and, and kind of persona in, in that regard. So if you're, you're dying to see what that was, it's a light spoiler. It's not going to spoil the show, but you know, it's kind of interesting that the galaxy connections there, one with the Zlatan lookalike and two, a little bit of a spoiler, but you know, a character who's modeled after Chicharito scoring with his face. Right. It's like that, you know, <laughs> these, these coincidences are, are, are kind of, you know, a, a adding up. So what, what was Zlatan's line on, uh, it was, he, was it, 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 he said the last time he cried was whenever he was he was a young player and he didn't get paid um, and the re he got didn't get paid. I oh, think I it did was, see this. Yeah, yeah, I think it was like Malmo or something like that. He was like he was like, oh, I didn't get paid because I was too young and they had to send the money to my parents. Right. And it was like, oh, man, that would suck, though. Like you're here you are. And especially if him for how independent he was probably at like 17 <laughs> or something like that. And the, the paycheck doesn't come to him. It goes to his parents. I would I would be banging yeah, on the door. I, I think I think the the second part of that story, he said, I told them that if I'm not old enough to get paid, then we're not old enough to get the three points. And I asked for the the team to be deducted the three points. And yeah. the next day, the money was in my account. There so, you go. Good typical job. Zlatan stuff. And, and the reason we bring up Zlatan, of course, today is this is the day in uh, was it 2018? Uh, that, yeah, that popped Zlatan up in my feed Ibrahimovic. five years ago. Yeah, Zlatan Ibrahimovic uh, officially joined the LA Galaxy with. Uh, uh, Los Angeles, you're welcome. Right, that was the uh, yeah. that was the full the page. Lion, the lion, yeah. the famous lion ad, the lion of Los Angeles. So yeah, yeah, all, all that. I I remember it popped up in my feed five years ago. 
uh, us tracking his flight. So that was this this week, five years ago, we were tracking his flight, watching what was happening with Zlatan, the, touching down in Los Angeles. So, the best flight tracker we ever did. That was a, that was think, a good was, one. That was, was a fun Zlatan. episode. Yeah, it was a good one. Um, although we, I think we did get like Chicharito landing, um, the actual video of his plane landing whenever he landed. As it was happening. Yes. Clips, as, yeah. clips were coming in at yeah. that time. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that one as well. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, so Zlatan, that anniversary, and all we can do is sort of uh, sit back and reminisce that yes, that did happen, and yes, the LA Galaxy did squander the wonderful, uh, the wonderful <laughs> talent that was Zlatan Ibrahimovic in in Major League Soccer, most dominant player. And I've talked to a bunch of different uh, MLS players, uh, ones, new ones, old ones, everything in the South. The most dominant player in MLS history, and it probably isn't even close. There is nobody else who was able to dominate the way that Zlatan Ibrahimovic did, um, and he sort of continues to do that. I mean, the dude is a million years old now and he's still scoring in, old, in Syria, right? Yeah. Old, oldest player to score in Syria, I believe. So just, you know, the, the man's unbreakable. Yeah, it was a uh, it was interesting. He landed. Uh, he got out. Uh, he walked to uh, the bus and said hi to everybody. And away he went. And we're all like, he's not going to play in that first. Like, maybe <laughs> there's no way he like landed the night before. He's not going to play. And of course, we all know what happened. Uh, and, and the part that I think gets lost in there is he the, the knee injury that he was coming off was like a horrific knee injury yep. with a, a year long you know so this wasn't just oh he's getting off a plane to play this is someone who hasn't played in a year so that was you know the the, the stories that will continue to tell about about that opening game the, so the miracle great, of, great memories the miracle of march 31st still still upon us that great holiday uh that all galaxy fans celebrate and that i will celebrate for the rest of my life just knowing that i will never ever in my entire life ever see a sporting event that crazy that was it we peaked in 2018 it's never going to get better than that i don't care if the galaxy win mls cups I've, I've seen those. This was yeah. that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. It was the loudest I've ever seen that stadium. It was the it, anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves because we will probably talk about that whenever actually March 31st comes up and and all that fun stuff. So uh, anyway, uh, so let's get back to Julian Aude. Five year contract. That was something we didn't know um, coming in. So he is signed through 2027. Um Everybody needs to take a deep breath on that. Uh, the Galaxy haven't exactly been lucky with five-year contracts. Yeah. Um, so this was this is a gamble. Um, I think it's a good gamble, but it's a gamble. And so it, the other thing, and I'm going to float this around, and I don't know if this is going to open a can of worms that it should or it shouldn't open, but you look at the players that the Galaxy have been signing recently up until this Ayude signing and it's, you know, shorter contracts and you think, okay, maybe this is the new era, you know, uh, you know, uh, Mikey Stevens and, and, and Greg Vanny, these, this has kind of their fingerprints on it. You feel like this, they're building this team and their image. And then you see five years and then you see Jovan Karofsky being the name in the blurb about the player and you think, okay, well, is this a Jovan Karofsky, Chris Klein, you know, deal because they've kind of have that history of doing the five-year contract and uh, and doing that. So you think with this, everything that's going on in the circumstances, and I don't know if I want to open this can of worms with the boycott and everything and the Klein out movement. This this felt the contract length felt like a Klein-ish move. So right. just one of those raises the eyebrows. And I don't know if is it something? Is it nothing? Is it worth even talking about? But it's just something that did raise the eyebrow a little bit with the five-year, given the unluckiness that they've had with those lengthy contracts, you know, Kevin Cabral being the, the shining, uh, you know, turd in the bowl, really. Right. Yeah. People Gonzalez, Jorgen Shelvick. I mean, you can go back yeah. to a bunch of five-year contracts that have hurt the LA galaxy. I'll, I'll say this. 
if you're going to gamble on young guys, this is I, this feels like a guy you take a gamble on. I mean, correct. Vic, the, right? A five year contract to a 20 year old player is better than a five year contract to a Jorgen Shelvick, a, a people Gonzalez. But you, we were saying the same thing. And it was in the chat about Kevin Cabral. Hey, this is a young guy. He's going to develop. He's going to get better. Better. This isn't a finished product. And so we've been told this before and not to say that they're it's a one for one comparison, but it's just. I know we've been fed this line before. And I think if, if galaxy fans are hesitant and want to wait till we see, you know, the, the actions on the field, I think that's fair yeah. to reserve judgment right now. I, I would like to say, uh, we start this show, uh, with Aude, uh, coming in as a 19 year old. Um, and then, and, tom- yeah, and then tomorrow <laughs> he will be 20 years old. All right. So on Friday he will be 20 years old. Um, and so we're all expecting that to happen here very soon. All right. So, um, Really interesting guy. I mean, Vanny even goes as far as to say, you know, hey, this is a guy who maybe could be on the Argentine national team. I mean, that's how, you know, where he sort of sees him and sort of sees his ceiling and anything else that sort of, you know, comes up uh, for for just, you know, Ayude and and everything else. This, again, it seems like a good gamble. It seems like this is the way that they want to go. Um, I don't hate the signing. I like the age. I like Caligari on the outside being 19, 20 years old. I like Aude being 19, 20 years old. I like Jalen Neal being 19, 20 years old. <laughs> the only problem with that is that if they don't hit the ground running, if they're not able to kick it into high gear immediately, then you start to worry, right? Then there's a worry here that this development is going to take longer. And I think with Caligari and I think with uh, with Aude, I think you're seeing guys who are going to be able to adapt to this league. They don't seem like they're going to be out of place in, in Major League Soccer. Yeah, and you look at the Brazilian League and the Argentine League and, you know, one for one with MLS, I think, I don't think there's, you're going to see a steep drop off or a learning curve from where they're going to need to kind of figure things out. Like these are countries that, you know, have leagues that know how to ball and, you know, uh, especially the clubs that they're coming from. So, uh, I'm not as concerned as that adjustment, but just an interesting note to your point that with this youth movement, kind of you know having these young center backs and our, our defensive line, and you know if they don't get hit the ground running, this could you know you're you're really building for two three years down the line. And so if you look at you know Ricky Pouge, who's who's on the younger side, you look at you know uh, Dejan Jovalich, who they're kind of you know moving in the direction. Hopefully he can get things growing so he could be, you know, a, a star striker on this team. And you think if this, you know, if they can start clicking, you know, two, three years down the road, maybe that's when the galaxy's window is going to be. So it's given how they've started the season, it's like, are we, we're, are we already throwing away <laughs> this season? But I think with playoffs and the way you, any team could get hot at any time, you, you can't throw any season away at any time, but, but it just feels like maybe this is a foundation that, you know, is really built to win, not now, but built to win two, three years from now. Yeah, I can see that. And of course, we're getting uh, we're getting our wonderful uh, downtime here on. The, I've checked the network. I've checked this whole entire like outlook on the wireless, on the wired, everything. I've gone through all this and watched the uptime and tracked it over 24 hours and stuff like that. And it's always fine. And then we start streaming and it wants to die. So I don't know if Spectrum doesn't like me or what the deal is, but we'll we'll continue to try to figure <laughs> that out. I, I'm at this point I'm at a loss for for a lot of these things. So uh, Julian Ayude coming in, uh, this is a good news again. Gal, uh, Greg Vanny sort of was talking and saying, hey, you know, this gives us a lot of different things to do. One, he thinks he's a solid defender. One, he thinks he's a super competitive guy, and he likes that comp- you know that that competitive nature. Um, and he also talks about Edwards, and it's it's interesting. He's asked about Ayude, and he talks about Edwards, um, and it's you know. Ed- 
Edwards is versatile, but has the spirit of an attacking player, basically, is what Vandy said. And I thought that was very on point. We all know that that's the case. Um, yeah. And it, so that's, Vandy, that's the that fits the profile yeah. of the Galaxy players. Yeah. And, yeah. and so Vandy basically said this will allow the Galaxy to do some different things. And that ultimately means that it'll allow Edwards to get forward and into the, um, you know, and into that attack a little bit more. Right. So, um the other sort of interesting thing after he said that he's like six feet tall and says that that's unusual about an outside back, um, you know, is that he talked about the Araujo sale and Julian Araujo uh, being sold to Barcelona for a fee has now allowed the LA Galaxy to get Caligari and Iude. So you're getting two players for the price of one. Uh, for transferring one out, those are the types of deals you have to do in MLS. You have to double up. You have to be able to sell a player and get two really good players. Not only that, um, but this is part of that U22 deal, right? So uh, you're taking him, Caligari is a U22, and now Aude is a 20, U22. You're moving Efrain Alvarez, which for the millionth time, I will tell you, means that he's not getting paid any more money. It's just a roster designation. He gets moved over to TAM. He doesn't have any transfer fees on him, so he's the easiest contract to move over to targeted allocation money. He's making the same amount of money, all right, which was still a lot of money. Now, his cap hit used to be like $150,000, and now it's much higher than that on the on the TAM side of things. Um, but it's, again, those things are to be expected on this. Um, but the the sale of Araujo leads to, or, or leads directly to, you know, Ayude coming in and, and Caligari coming in. So I think those were important notes uh, from my side. Yeah, and, and I think it's, it's great that he... You came out and said it directly as well that this is these moves don't happen without the Julian Araujo sale. And I think at the time, with all of the the drama that was behind the the payments and the movements, is he going to go? Is he not going to go? And it's like, well, if he's not going to play, then let's bring him back. But I think now we're seeing why the Galaxy were kind of adamant and making sure that the sale was final because it is it was opening them up for players who they had flagged that they wanted to eventually get on this team, and it, it opened up the salary designations to make it work. So. Fun times. Yeah, I'm seeing the YouTube <laughs> the yeah. chat, you know, ha- having some struggles getting going. Of course, good times. Yeah. And it's I mentioned the name that should not be named. Yeah, and that's when things started getting wonky. So, yeah, I know my apologies. You, I, I won't say it again. You did it. I think uh, I think it was your fault. So anyway, that's sort of yeah, where we sit, sit with uh, Julia, Julian Aude. Uh, 78 days. They're hopeful that they get him into camp and actually ready and prepared to play. Um, we go on a little bit here, and I wanted to talk again about the schedule coming up. I know we touched a little bit on it on Monday. Uh, Portland, the trip to Portland coming up. That closes out your month of March. That will end that. And then April. April, hosting Seattle, away to Houston, hosting LAFC, hosting Austin, ho- away to Orlando. There are some very good teams in this list. Seattle is one of them. Uh, LAFC is one of them. Austin is one of them. And Orlando is one of them. I mean, you get one sort of break and it's away in Houston and that's not an easy place to go and play and win. the galaxy usually don't go and play and win in Houston. So um, you look at all those things and that sort of leads you to the, um, to the idea that this is going to be a very, very difficult uh, month for the LA galaxy. So not only on top of a slow start and their slowest since uh, 2013, um, not only a slow start, but now they get into some difficult games. Only positive, maybe, is they might be getting some guys back, and that's still sort of a might. What do you see on the schedule? Yeah, I I see squandered points, and I think when you you look at how St. Louis, we were talking about this a little bit off air, started their season, and obviously with the amount of playoff spots, you're not going to secure a playoff spot in the first 
you know, four to five games, but you can dig yourself a hole. They're now 10 points behind, you know, the, the shield leading team. And when you think about towards the end of the season, how tight these races are for seating and different things, 10 points is a big chunk to already be behind and to kind of find those difference. And obviously that's the difference between first and, you know, 27th or where, where the galaxy are. But I, I think that that's just something that's, you know, they, they, they need to start picking up some points you know, at home or at least getting some results. And you look at the schedule, the games are not going to be easy. Um, but you, you mentioned this with the Panda as well. That's kind of indicative of where the Galaxy are because if the games aren't easy, then that means that the Galaxy, you know, aren't playing well. You know, if the Galaxy are flying off the seat of their pants and they're they're firing on all cylinders, right. then of course any team that's coming in, you're like, I like the Galaxy's chances right now. But right now the way they're playing, I don't see where the goals are coming from. So they, they are going to have a hard time. And maybe with these additions, these players come in, Chicharito comes back from injury. You're able to get, you know, something out of Costa. Then, okay, maybe we can we can start to put some things together and get some points. But the Galaxy just need to be really careful. Not necessarily that they need to, you know, run off and go on a, a five game win streak. But I think they just, if this becomes a lose, losing streak and you build yourself, dig yourself too deep of a hole, then you're really gonna you're putting yourself at a disadvantage once the schedule starts to get more congested. Because we have to think right now. There's a week between games. There's a, this is the the most breathing time that they're going to have right. all season long. The later this goes, once you start getting into you know, you know leagues cup and you start getting into those Wednesday midweek games, it's it's going to get a lot trickier and a lot more difficult. So this is your time for you to kind of pad your stats and 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 put those points in the bank while you can. So they just got to be careful for, not to dig themselves too div- too deep of a hole. Yeah, it, it feels like. It, you know, I still think that they're going to have time to recover, right? I mean, that's my my take on this. Like, they're still going to have these these chances to sort of make this right and and to to right the ship. And I think getting Chicharito back, getting Douglas Costa back, getting Caligari, getting uh, Aude back in, getting Sega back in. I mean, you know, for this game on their own, they're missing Zavaletta's out. They have uh, Jovalich out, and they have uh, Leerdam out, right? And so this is really the chance perhaps to see Caligari start um, because Leardam's not going to be there. Now the, the galaxy could do other things to sort of rotate around that and not make that happen. If Greg thinks that, that uh, Caligari isn't ready, but at this point I'm sort of like, all right, put him in there. I mean, he's had a, he's had a week of training. Let him go. Let's do this. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, uh, the, to your, the other side of the coin is, is when you see all these injuries and players have gone on international duty, I just I see zero points on the road and turf. I just like I, I can't build myself up to, to get excited about about this game when you look at all the holes that they're going to have. Yeah, it, it feels like it's a, there's going to be a struggle. Um, there's always a struggle up in Portland. It's saying that the Galaxy have actually had some recent success in Portland. Um, but again, we'll, we'll sort of see where that goes. Um, I wanted to get some of the other notes that Vanny sort of came through on his media day stuff uh, before we get too far. The injury news, Chicharito in return to play, which is a favorite thing to always say. Uh, he has one week basically to get through all that and be back with the group. So they expect that he will be back with the group at the end of this. Uh, Costa return to play uh, also there. So again, should start to integrate back into the group next week. Those two seem to be on similar timelines uh, in terms terms of return. Jonathan Bond, the big question was, how injured was he? Uh, two to four weeks jammed left shoulder for him. Um, that seems like that's fine. Vanny actually said jammed right shoulder, but it's jammed left shoulder. Um, I, I saw the picture again, yeah. just to double check, but I was just like, wait, which one is it? Like, cause like it was a circle. Yeah. What, what were you going to say? Just a circle back on that, on that type of injury, Th- that type of injury the shoulder injury is something that, you know, I, I've had experience with and you've seen it with other, uh, you know, professionals as well as when this is an injury that even when it heals, 
and you're good to go, it's still something that's not always right. And then it makes you susceptible to that injury again. And so this is one of those things that it's raises a lot of concern because, okay, two to four weeks, he'll be back, you know, not too bad of a timeline. And if you, if you're happy with what Klingsman brings to the table, uh, okay, it's not that big of a hit, but when he does come back, you think, okay, now he, he is, it's going to be, you know, tender and you got to what, you know, keep an eye out because now it, it could take less contact to do the same amount or worse damage to it. It's kind of one of those situations. So this, this type of injury in particular for a goalkeeper is something that, that concerns me and worries me quite a bit about bond. Yeah. I, I mean, here is the, the side side talk about that is that there's not a lot of drop off between Klinsman and, and bond. In fact, I see a lot of them. I've seen them as very similar goalkeepers. I think they, their style is similar. I think they're as aggressive as each other. I think their styles fit into what the LA galaxy are trying to do. I don't think either of them is like the top, you know, absolute best goalkeeper in the league. Um, Jonathan Klinsman has a higher upside. He's a little bit younger, right? So, and, and especially with, uh, you know, with, for me, with goalkeepers, you look at that and you say, okay, you know, is that a thing? And and how sort of are the the galaxy going to going to figure out a way to 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 work these guys back in? But you know, for me, Jonathan Klinsman is is capable, and I don't know that I would have said that um, at the very beginning. It, Vanny was out there just you know pumping him up as he should do the the the, yeah. you know, the week before, but he was like, um, he was like he's he has size, he he has the physicality, he's a phenomenal shot stopper. He loves Greg said he loved him being aggressive and is okay with the occasional mistake if it means he's being aggressive, right? For young goalkeepers, it's about finding your range, finding where you can get there. He calls him a phenomenal athlete, uh, and this is his opportunity. He's been wanting reps. He wants to start every single game. He gets a chance now to start you know, two, three, four games in a row um, before Jonathan Bond gets back. Um, and so this is his chance to prove it. Win the spot now, Jonathan Klinsman, well, you know? We, we've kind of seen it in these first few games with Jalen Neal. Uh, you know, when you have the opportunity, you can make it look, make it work in your favor to where it's now your spot. Hey, I've taken this spot. This is my spot now. If someone else wants to come in here, yeah, you were the starter before, or you expected to do it, but now I've played. I've played so well that I'm going to have to make a, you know a glaring mistake in order for this spot to become yours again. So you don't wish injury upon anyone, obviously. And we love Jonathan Bond and what he brings to the team. Right. But Klingsman has an opportunity here where if he looks incredible, Jonathan Bond hasn't, you know, been so stellar that he's looked irreplaceable. So if Klingsman looks like he he can be the guy and be aggressive and make those you know get get a couple shutouts here in the mix. There's nothing to say that hey let's not rush Jonathan Bond back from this injury and maybe Klingsman has the opportunity to make 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 Bond do something to take it back or for him to have you know really uh, a howler of a game in order to lose his spot. He has an opportunity to kind of to 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 make a stand and and make that spot his own. Yeah. Um, it's, it, this is, this is his opportunity. This is how it goes. Yeah. Uh, just again, to confirm Jovalich, Leardam, Zavaleta all confirmed to miss the game. So they're not going to be there. Uh, Vanny was talking about, you know, sort of where the galaxy are and how it is. He goes, you know, I think it was tough whenever we didn't get to play that first game. He said, losing the first game, meaning not playing it. Um, he goes, it really did hurt our momentum. Um, and it's sort of, we lost that drive. The guys were up to play that game and then you're not playing it. Then you have to reset and you have to go on the road to Dallas and you have to go on the road to SKC. Those are, those are different games than what you were mentally prepared for to start. Now we can say, Hey, you still got to be those guys. You still got to show up and win those games. And you're right. And Vanny wouldn't, I don't think Vanny would argue that, but 
if we don't talk about the mental part of this this entire thing, then we're doing everybody a disservice because it's a huge part of everything that's going on. So this team almost feels like it started in quicksand. You can sort of tell like they're just yeah. they're not there. The rhythm's not there. They're not feeling it. They only got one home game. You know, really, you would like to get a home game and then you would like to go on the road and then you like to come back and play at home again. So there's or some, have a home stand where you're yeah. home for a couple weeks. Right. Yeah. You, you want to do that. And instead, they lost that. Uh, Vanny says that we that the Galaxy lost too many balls in ways that, that we don't want to lose balls. It's in the center of the field into Mm -hmm. allowing teams to transition uh vanny was saying the game's still way too open for him and that it's he we have to stop this sort of no more end to end right no more end to end we can't allow things to give balls away and then let the game get vertical for us we need to control the pace and the pressure of the game and keep those turnovers from happening so which was my one of my biggest critiques of the game against vancouver is that mental point of you know, the Galaxy, this is their home opener. They're, right. they're you know, supposed to be excited to be with their fans, to be, you know, to have a chance to kind of be comfortable and in their own setting at their home stadium to make it work. And I saw a Vancouver team that out-hustled them and pressed and dictated, you know, where the Galaxy were going to do. Yes, the Galaxy had possession, but Vancouver was all over them and forcing a lot of those mistakes. So Vanny was saying they gave up the ball in a lot of those positions, but a lot of that was from the press of Vancouver kind of forcing the Galaxy to make those mistakes. So I'm kind of right in line with what Vanny is saying there is that if the Galaxy is going to have that possession, then they need to dictate they can't have a team pressuring them and, you know, basically out hustling them. That was the thing that I was disappointed with toward late in the game when the Galaxy needed to press and they needed to get a goal to make that lead. I saw a Vancouver team that looked you know, I, I hate to be the guy who's, they had hungry, hungry, they were hungrier. Right. They, right. they played with more they, heart. They wanted but, it more. But they were, they were pressing. They were, they were, you know, hustling more to the spots and running to the spots faster than the galaxy were. And, and not that, you know, with no disrespect to Vancouver, they don't have better horses than the galaxy have. They were just outworking them. And I think that's what, you know, maybe Vanny is lighting a fire that the galaxy need to, to put in that work. It's not going to happen naturally. They need to be the ones that dictate where the game is going to go. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that was interesting. The other uh, interesting thing that sort of came from uh, Vanny's media availability was Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd was talking um, and basically said, you know, uh, they asked him how it was his first start. And he was like, you know, it's a dream come true. And it's perfect that it was here at home. Remember, this is a kid who grew up going to LA Galaxy games, right? So this is really something for him. Uh, Damian Calhoun was there asking the questions. And he said, did you have a lot of family in for it? He goes, yeah, he goes out a lot. My mom and dad were visiting, right? So they're here right now. And he had about 10 family members uh, there that were all there for the game. Um, so he said, you know, starting, start making a starting debut at the stadium was special. And the only thing that was missing was three points. Um, he, he talked about, and he and Vanny both said this, you know, Hey, we scored three goals. We need to look at that as a positive. We scored three goals. One was offside. One was a phantom handball. And you know, one was one that we created and it counted. And, and so that's good. They also had a couple goal line clearances from Vancouver. And so that's that, those are good. So when you look at it, the chances were better in Vancouver than they have been. And I really think that is due in large part to Tyler Boyd and not necessarily even just anything that he did, but his presence on the outside, drawing people out and drawing defenders out towards him, starting those runs on the outside, being that outlet were, were sort of uh, good things there. Yeah, he, he made them less predictable is what it was. When you when you play the Galaxy and you know they don't have wings, you know exactly what you need to do when they have wings and that you can create that with then you know they become a little bit less predictable especially with boyd who's someone who you know a lot of other teams are not going to have you know a huge scouting report because he's newer to the league so that's where you're going to be able to exploit and use him as an advantage uh so yeah i thought i thought boyd w- was really good on the night 
Very good. So that was sort of it. Uh, he also he sort of finished with saying, you know, we I think we are starting to click. And he says, and if the team starts to gel, all of us individually will have good performances. You know, it's about learning the system. He talked about there's a bunch of new players and there are new players out on the field. And there's guys who haven't didn't, weren't necessarily in the starting spots that they were last year. Um, and so he's talking about how that gels together. And, you know, he's still trying to learn the system that, that Vandy's putting in there. So I feel like they're going to be okay. And we've sort of said this from the beginning. We feel like they're going to be okay, but they're going to struggle here to start this season. It's not going to be pretty. Um, and the fact is the LA galaxy are winless, um, you know, through the start of the season to the first three games. So, um, you yeah, know, I guess I, you can sort of take that with what it is. I, I don't want to hope that they're going to be okay. I just want to see them be okay. Just be, yeah, <laughs> just, be, just be okay, please. <laughs> don't tell me, show me. Right. Like yeah. it's like, like just just show me how it goes. Um, so that's sort of our, our, our thoughts there on uh, the media availability. And we already gave you the injury updates as well. So you have all that. So let's get you ready uh, for this game against Portland. Are you ready, Hammer? I, I think so. OK, you know, you know we'll, we'll see. Are people uh, are this the video going to work? Is the, the audio going to work? Is... The video is working right now. It did come back, which is always the thing. It it freaks out for 10 minutes and then it comes back. And I just <laughs> I don't know what it is because it doesn't do it at any other time. So don't worry. They're already in my DMs on Twitter. I got people who are willing to help us out. All right. So I actually have yeah. a hardwired line that I have already run outside. I just haven't run it back down to where it needs to go. So I'm I'm working on that. It's just still taking time. And I don't even know if that's going to fix it. That's just a guess right now that um, although we have done this show for years uh, and never had a problem with the wireless connection. So I would just like to point out that all of a sudden it seems to be an issue. Um, by the way, shout out to uh, executive producer Herb, uh, Big Daddy Herb. Uh, he says, hey, Josh, hey, Hammer. If anyone is interested, the Spanish broadcast of the game is available in th on 1330 a.m. Uh, called by longtime announcer Rolando Gonzalez. Shout out to Mike Gray as well. Yeah, big shout out to Mike. Uh, I know he was. Uh, I know you had some technical difficulties on your podcast tonight, Mike. So I guess it's just uh, par for the course today. It must be the sunspots or something like that. That's what I'm. That's what I'm guessing. <laughs> it's the Chinese weather balloons that are that are over, right? Something like that. Um, so yeah, it, it's the whole deal. Is 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 one of those. Thanks, Herb. We appreciate that as always. And a yeah, shout out. What do the numbers mean? 1892. Any guesses? No. Is it just? No, um, I don't. I don't. I've stopped. He he he's he's too smart for me, and I'm not. I'm not going to play <laughs> his games anymore. I don't know. Uh, I would say the LA Galaxy are starting to promote the the Spanish radio. I am starting to see it on uh, game previews and different articles that are sort of coming about. So it was there for the Vancouver game. So if you were worried about that, um, it seems to. have corrected itself i'm sure mostly because of people saying hey where are you <laughs> where is this why aren't you promoting it and all those other fun things so um that's where we're at uh let's see uh okay so we're getting to the portland game i i, I just want to say I'll, I'll do a little thing the la galaxy playing the portland timbers coming up uh on saturday march 25th 1 30 p.m kickoff 1 55 p.m game is free on fox big daddy fox um, and also free on Apple TV as well. So you don't need to have MLS season pass to watch this game. Um, that's where you can find it and you can pick your commentators. Apparently you can, you can go with Stu and John strong or, or you can go with, uh, Jake and, uh, and Taylor there. So, um, that's, those are the, uh, your choices and, and cho choose and use them well, or you can technically pull the Portland home audio as well, if you so much wanted to, but none of you really want to hear that. Everybody wants to hear hammer and his, uh, his game preview, <laughs> which by the way, I would very much like to point out, uh, sometimes he comes fully prepared and today I think, uh, he's going to have to wing it. And I'm personally, I look forward to the winging it once, um, the whole deal. So are you ready hammer? I think, I think so. We'll okay. see how it goes. Okay. Uh, here we go. LA galaxy headed to the Portland Timbers. Here is your dramatic game preview. 
Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for a match that's sure to be as epic as the Portland skyline. It's the LA Galaxy versus the Portland Timbers, and the Galaxy are desperate for a point. The Timbers may be known for their lush greenery and their hipster vibe, but on the pitch, the Galaxy will be the ones donning the green of the LA kit once again. This is a showdown between the City of Angels and the City of Roses, and anything can go down. Will Portland show LA who's boss and put them in their place like a perfectly brewed IPA? Or will the Galaxy rise to the occasion and leave the Timbers feeling like they've been cut down? One thing's for sure is this is a game where you'll want to grab your coffee, put on your plaid, and get ready to witch a soccer match out in Portlandia. That's not bad. I mean, that was... That was that it was kind of work. That was you know figuring out some things here at the end. That was good. That's okay. That's okay. All right. I, no, I think you did well. I, I think you did well. I think people are excited. Um, by the way, shout out uh, five dollars super chat from Gary. Uh, cheers, guys. Thanks you once again for a great show. Well, mostly a great show, except for those <laughs> yeah. 10, 10 minutes that nobody you, will ever hear. Um, you guys are the real MVPs. Yeah, there. that's right. Uh, our, I watched our viewership drop in half. By the way, it was it was really <laughs> nice. It was really really fun. I eventually turned it off because I didn't want to watch it anymore. Uh, Scott also with the ten dollars super chat. Hope we get the win. Have a great weekend, Josh and Eric. Scott, Hope you're doing well. Uh, Appreciate it, Scott. Keep it up, bud. We'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. I'm sure. All right, uh, here we go. This is the Portland game. I mean, you know, we sort of we sort of look at Portland and they're struggling too, right? Like you can you can go in here and look at look at what Portland and listen. Not only are they struggling, but those guys have given up a lot of goals in recent yeah. games, especially to they're Atlanta. They're coming off a of shellacking. Yeah. yeah, which is never a good thing. They go to Atlanta. They get shellacked five to one. By the way, they scored the first goal and it was called offside. Uh, eventually so it got brought back and then they end up getting like five scored uh, the five spots so five one was the total total uh was the total on that game um this is interesting though the galaxy are unbeaten in four straight meetings with portland um, that is interesting win three draw one after the timbers had won six of the previous seven contest uh, contests so there is some history here showing that the la galaxy can win as a matter of fact the last time the la galaxy uh, one in Portland wasn't that long ago. April 3rd, 2022. That's last year. 3-1 victory. <laughs> 3-1 victory. If you remember, Benia got a red card in the first half stoppage time. Delgado got a red card in the 61st, right? Remember whenever he got two yellows? Yeah, that was a weird game. Yeah. Weird game. Uh, the Galaxy got two goals from Chicha, and then Portland scored the other goal uh, for the LA Galaxy on an own goal. It was a good move, though, when they, they sort of... Uh, they, they really forced it in there. So that was a very good game by the Galaxy. A weird game, but it was one of those games where the game was over basically before that first half stoppage time red card anyway. The yep. Galaxy were already cruising uh, to pretty comfortably there. So that was the last time. Uh, the Timbers have three points from their first four matches. So four, ga- four games, three points. They have one win. I believe the win was the first game of the season for them. Um, whenever they uh, they played their first one, uh, the seventh time in club history they've had th- had three or fewer points at this stage of the season. Portland has come come back to make the playoffs in five of the previous six seasons, reaching MLS Cup final in three of those. So see, it's not even a bad sign for Portland. They're just sort of getting warmed up right now, right? <laughs> yeah, the, their one win is their opener against Kansas City. Who so Kansas City's been putting on some stinkers. So yeah, a one zero win against Kansas City isn't exactly uh, you know a diamond to put on display. Uh, the Galaxy are winless through their first three matches of the season, but they have managed draws in each of the last two. The LA, this is a, this is one of those stats this is where... The, yeah, this is the part that yeah, right? made me go, what? <laughs> right. LA has only lost two of its last 14 regular season matches dating back to mid-August of last season. Win fives, draw sevens, right? Remember, they closed out the season 
uh, strong. There were no losses in there. It was a whole bunch of draws and a whole bunch of wins. And, you know, that was one of the reasons that had the LA Galaxy sort of on that edge and moving forward. Yeah. Um, bad news for Portland, of course. Portland has conceded 10 goals over its last three matches, all losses, including the 5-1 defeat to Atlanta United on Saturday. Uh, the Timbers have allowed more goals in three-match span of MLS matches just once, letting in 11 goals on a run of three straight losses in July of 2012, with the first a 5-3 loss to the LA Galaxy. There's all this this history just tying into each other. <laughs> I was going to say 5-3. I think we're is it it's safe to say we're not going to see 5-3? I don't right? think we're seeing 5-3. I don't okay. know. There's because these these two teams so weird, are going right? to be shorthanded <laughs> on both sides, right? Portland's missing guys for international duty. The Galaxy are missing yeah. guys for international duty. Galaxy have guys injured. Portland have guys injured. It's going to be, you know, I don't know. if Maybe they'll find the 11 guys and just roll them out there. Uh, the Galaxy have completed an MLS high 88% of their passes this season, well ahead of the next closest team, Atlanta, which is 85.5%. LA completed 88.1% of its passes against Vancouver on Saturday with all 11 players that attempted 15 or more passes completing at least 80% of their pass attempts. That's a weird one. There's just a lot that, of pass. That one surprised me. Yeah, I think I saw some stats that they, yeah, that they have the highest pass completion uh, in, in the league, which that that is surprising. But then I go back to that thing that I was saying: possession is great, but is it meaningful possession? I don't know that they've, you know, they they've dinged it around between their center backs and their midfielders, but I don't know that they've, you know, made the passes count when they needed them the most. Yeah, I I understand what you're saying. Um, you know, you go back, uh, you can sort of see it. Uh, this this matchup is very much tied, right? Like, it, so Portland has 13 wins, LA has 14 wins. There's seven draws. If Portland wins, it'll be 14, 14, and seven, and that's what you call an even <laughs> match there. Um, the whole deal. So uh, interesting sort of in the history and, and how that sort of goes down. Um, I'll, I'll say this as you sort of look at and and I think Greg Vanny was cognizant of the guys who who really can make an impact for for uh, Portland. And even if you watch the Atlanta game, it was uh, Williamson who scored that first goal. And yeah. it, was a, it was a banger. It was really nice. And you're like, man, this is this is going to go great for them. It's really going to take off. And um, you know, it got waved offside. It didn't go in. And, you know, that was sort of the the downside of some of those things. So Williamson is one of those guys. Chara is one of those guys. Uh, Vanny <laughs> says they're good at making a game difficult. Um, they go from low block to high pressure. They can do both. Um, so they can pressure you outside um, up top and they can also drop back and really defend in a compact ways um, But he said he calls them extremely dangerous in the transition uh, mentioned again, Williamson and Chara. And they, he says they have good one V one. Which Chara? Oh Both yeah, Charas? so so many yeah. Charas, right? You have a Char. <laughs> That's here, why I have in my notes. There. I have Williamson and the flying Charas. Those yeah. are the guys who I have to watch out to yeah. look out for. Diego Char likely to get the start um, in there yeah. and, and and be the guy, but uh, that's that's the guy he was talking about. Um, you know, Vanny says something, and this is one of those, yeah, duh, you know, but making Portland chase the game is really sort of a good thing for them because them having possession is not their strong suit, right? They are a transition sort of offense. We've seen that now. Big struggle for the LA Galaxy, Eric, transition defense. So yeah. if you give the ball away in certain areas, Portland will punish you. And that's sort of that's my big takeaway from all of this, which is don't do that. You can't do that. And in fact, I would much rather you not play the game and it be zero zero for most of the time than give away balls in bad areas. Um, yeah, that, that's where that's where Yimmy Chara is going to kill you, because I think Diego Chara, he'll probably be having a wrestling match with Gaston Bruglin, Brugman in the midfield. But then, you know, it's who, who are the guys that they're going to spring. But to, to Portland's point, I think I saw that Espria is still a few weeks away. So some of their most dangerous pieces that they've had in the past, those guys won't be there. So that will that will play to the Galaxy's advantage. Um, you know, the, the the Portland team has a lot of those players who have been around those, those MLS veterans who kind of have that caginess to them and they, right. they're not going to have that quit. Um, but, but they don't, ha they're not going to be full strength. So I think the galaxy, uh, you know, we might see, 
the game being closer than maybe, you know, than we may be expecting given how the Galaxy haven't been, uh, you know, really lighting, lighting the field up. Uh, we go to 538 because that's always our five plays. This, this is actually, you should be excited about this. I, I saw, I saw this and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, 44% uh, chance for Portland to win, 32% for the LA Galaxy, uh, and a 24% draw. That's where we sit. That's where we stand. That's where everything is at right now, right? So, um, that's a close, that's a close matchup there, Eric. So it's pretty close G- given the whole slate. I think Austin over Colorado has a pretty big discrepancy. LAFC over Dallas, Philadelphia over Orlando. Those are the big, you know, gaps in between, but everything else is pretty close. Portland and, uh, and the galaxy are, are one of the closest ones. I think Columbus Atlanta is the other one that's maybe tighter than that, but you know, kind of interesting. The other thing I wanted to mention, and I have this planned in my notes from the last time I was on is, you know, sometimes give people give us a hard time. Well, 538, they're not always accurate. How, why do you guys reference it? It's, I, I will say last week's slate, you just take last week, they got eight out of 14. You think, well, that's not great, but that's 57%. If you take those winning percentages to Vegas, you come out on top. So it's just one of those things, you know, they're not always right, but it tends to be more right than wrong. Right. And, and, and how you expect it to go. Like you look at that game versus Vancouver, Vancouver, the, what you saw on the field, you saw a galaxy team that should have won that game. They were favored to win that game. So it lined up with what your eyes saw. It didn't work out that way. Right. But I think if you went with what 538 was telling you, your eyes told you that you saw something similar. So I think when they have these things on there, of course there's going to be anomalies just like there, there is on anything. But I think it gives you a pretty good line about where these teams are going to line up. And the fact that they have this game close, I, I think we can expect to see that. Yeah, I, I, I can understand that. So, um, you know, for me, I have this being let's be let's be cagey and say it's one one. Right. Let's one uh, one and, and sort of call it call it good for me. That's where I'll peg this game. I, I don't expect it to be a great game. Um, I, I know there's a bunch of players missing missing on both sides. I know they're going to be sort of filling in with guys who come off the bench. It's the beginning of the season. There's a lot of stuff that could go wrong and, and you know, probably won't be the prettiest of soccer, especially when you put it on turf. I, I heard there's rumors also it might be raining uh, and wet and all that fun stuff as well. So uh, if In you're going Portland, to Portland, yeah, rains I was, up there? Well, hey, it rains down here. Don't you even start to me about rain right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am beside myself. It rained again today. And like my phone was like, don't worry, it's going to be sunny out. Right. And I'm like, my phone just is worried about my mental health at this point. Um, that if uh, if it comes to it, yeah, uh, Saturday, 45 percent chance of rain. And it's like 30, 44 degrees, 44 degrees. It could be chilly, chilly and cold. That's well, what it looks like. Uh, I will say that is a shame that Portland does have the turf field because you would think with the amount of rain that they get and you can build stadiums down with proper drainage like they should really have a grass field in there. The fact that it's 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 turf is really, really unfortunate. You, so, you know, they have a river that uh, runs. Yeah, right that's under, just that they have a river that runs right underneath their uh, their stadium, like a, an actual river, like for reals. It actually runs under the stadium. I remember this whole I've had this conversation before, but I just remember. But it's just interesting. I, that's, all, the, all the more reason yeah. to build the drainage there. Come that, on. That's right. It works a lot. Uh, what, what What's your score? Good, good times. You ready for the guarantee? So here's here's the thing, and I see it in the chat. And after losing 5-1, David Bingham was pulled out of the goal, and he wasn't in that 5-1 debacle. So I think maybe we see Bingham again. So I want to say, okay, the Galaxy against David Bingham, we, we kind of know how this movie plays out. But then I think back up what they've shown me. You have Jovalich out. You have Chicharito out. I, I just think, where are these goals going to come from? And I, I can't, I can't see the goals coming. So I actually have this as a two-zero loss okay. to the Galaxy. Show me, prove me wrong. I mean, we should point out Again, what every, ha- everything says the game is going to be close, but I, I, 
Yeah, no, no, I, I, I sort of understand that. Um, I, I was going to say everything you sort of look at with with Jovalich and everything else that's going on. Jovalich is going to be there. Chicharito is not going to be there. Uh, so this is this is Preston Judd time. This is Judd's time to shine. You, you, do you think he can score some goals? I'm thinking that uh, he's getting a goal, Eric. I, I, I like it, and I hope he does. Prove me wrong. Just show me. That's all I'm asking. No, I don't want to say he's going to score. I don't want to say that they're going to get a result. Show me. Prove me wrong. Right. Hey, I'm I'm all for it. Let's see if uh, let's see if it, it can happen. <laughs> Buffering, good times. Yeah, I know. What else is new? Um, so anyway, we'll we'll end it sort of with that. Uh, LA Galaxy playing against the Portland Timbers coming up on Saturday. So 1:30 p.m. game time, 1:55 kickoff time. Game is free on Fox, free on Apple TV. That's where you can find it. Uh, I would say right now because I have family coming in town, I think the coverage for me is probably not going to happen. So if you're looking at Corner of the Galaxy, looking for that coverage, probably not going to get it from me um, on this particular day. But I will be back covering, and of course we'll have shows on Monday night. All right, Hammer. Uh, anything else you want to get to, or should we uh, get on out of here? I think we should get out of here before we cause any more harm. All right. Tell people where they can find you. Let's do it. All right. As always, you can find me at hammer EV nine on everything. That's Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for now. That's hammer EV and the number nine. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Gessman, J G U E S M A N. And of course at galaxy podcast, head on over to corner of the galaxy. Dot com where you can find all the shows, all that fun stuff. We'll work on the network stuff. I don't want to tell you. I'll put, I'll string some lines up. I'll, uh, I'll set an antenna up. I'll stand on the roof and the lightning, and you know, we'll get the whole thing, figure out how that all goes and how that all works. All right, uh, that about does it. LA Galaxy versus Portland Timbers coming up on Saturday, 1:30 p.m., 1:55 p.m. kickoff time. Fox, Apple TV, both free. All right, uh, for Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, I'm Josh Pato Guessman. You've been listening. You've been watching to our buffering little corner of the galaxy. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening. And we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo. And on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.